Welcome back in Draft Crafters. It's Dan, it's JP, and JP, um, you can see this. Other people are just going to have to hear about it. I'm in a bathroom in mostly the darkness. So, it sounds like you're in a bathroom. Dude, I mean, I'm, I really thought the acoustics might be better in here. And some people like to sing in the shower. Maybe I should have done that. I go sit in the tub. We'll see what happens. But hey, uh, the reason why we're doing this, I'm working an event. I'm down in Orlando, and so I've got people sleeping in a, in a room in here and uh, couldn't get down to the lobby because there's too much going on. Point is, it's really funny, and sometimes you just have to get creative and make things work. So now I'm looking down at you with the light of a phone and a microphone above me. It's it's uh, chaos. It's so much fun. And uh, I don't know. You seem like you're pretty cozy over there, though. I'm good, especially in my basement where it's nice and cool because all of a sudden it finally started to get, you know, hot. Yeah, like, I mean, dude, what's the temp there? Well, is it, it hotter it here was, than it is there? No, it was 90 degrees yesterday. It was it was low 80s here. Yeah, Not well, much of a difference. When yeah, you get humidity. north of 70, it's just hot. <laughs> I sweated my behind off yesterday. So, hey, for those of you who get to have this weather all year long, good for you. Michigan people, we're not used to it yet. We're not, uh, we're not adjusted yet. Put it this way also, I learned one thing though. The sun is different in Florida than it is in Michigan. And it took Mm -hmm. me about 45 minutes to start feeling a little bit of redness. Good times. That all checks out. Same thing happens to me when I go. Well, let's talk about something a little bit colder. Football. Football always just makes me feel like it's not meant to be summertime all the time when we're playing it. So let's just let's just focus on that for now and uh, you know, remind ourselves that it's gonna be another six months before we get to enjoy the weather again. In the meantime, though, we've been going through and talking about the drafts and our our guys and our busts as we've been going through the years to try to catch back up to kind of now roughly where we're going to be at going forward and being able to do this every three, you know, for every every year now going forward with the the three-year window. Because even as we're going through these notes, we're doing uh, 2018, 19, and 20 today. Even coming in 2020, you and I were talking about this, like it's almost hard to see if everybody's at that point. Three years out is kind of an idea to get a, a sort of a vibe where a career is going, but we might not know if these guys are full-on busts or not, you know, for another three years. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, we're starting in 2018, but as 2020, you and I were talking off air here, and I was like, dude, some of these guys, like their columns could change quickly. Right. So, and that's what'll make it is it what it is. What well, starts start off with 2018? Uh, yeah, exactly. Starts off 2018. Who were your boys in 2018? Because I know you and I pretty much agree on at least a couple of these dudes. All right, I'm gonna do them in, in days of the draft as I have get into doing. it. So day one, I'll just rip through them in the order they were drafted: Saquon Barkley, yep. Denzel Ward. Then probably my three, four. Oh man, there's so many guys in this draft. Quentin Nelson <laughs> loved them. Yeah. Josh Allen loved them. Roquan Smith loved them. Vita Vea, Derwin James loved them. Leighton Vanderesh loved them. Frank <laughs> Ragnow loved them. Dude, just those are all the first round guys. I had mm-hmm. a lot of guys there that I loved. Well, I'll give you uh, one more first round name that I loved. I love all the guys you talked about. Uh, at least all of the ones you mentioned so far were on my list, uh, aside of some extra ones you had. But I loved Lamar Jackson at 32 as well. But we'll talk about him later. Continue. We will talk about him later. So day day two. My guys were Nick Chubb, Harold Landry, Christian Kirk, Connor Williams, Sam Hubbard, <laughs> Mark Andrews, Alex Kappa, and uh, Harrison Phillips. Mm-hmm. Those are my day two guys. And these are, this is the column. I don't know if I said it. Well, you said it. But these are the guys that I, I liked that I still think you could say panned out. Right. Um, then on day three, I only had a couple guys. But I put one on here. I was just curious what you thought because I don't mm-hmm. know how you figure out if he's a bust or not. But uh, the two that worked were, in my mind, were uh, Josie Jewell and Tyler Conklin. 
Okay. Now, the third guy was a seventh-round pick. Dang, they're the last pick in the draft. But, you know, once in a while, there's a few fullbacks that I <laughs> fall in love with here. But Nick Bodden, where does he go? I put him as he panned out. Um, you know, that's one as of those things As far as fullbacks where... go, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> well, yes and no, though. That's the thing. I mean, did he did he pan out? No. All right. <laughs> but as a seventh-round pick, I mean, and a fullback, I mean... You just wanted to, because he played in some games, you just wanted to talk about a fullback. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because they don't put up, like, any stats. I mean, he probably did all right as a block for a little bit. I, maybe I was just excited because Detroit drafted him. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I liked him. <laughs> yeah, and they let him go. Right. I mean, he's still playing with the Jets. Well, I mean, he did um, He did all right. To be determined. To be determined. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put him, him over on bus to the watch. bus column for now. I'm he's on bus, bus watch. <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, again, I think we, we lined up on a bunch of those guys. All of my guys, because I was keeping a shorter list than you, were all the first-round guys we talked about, so I didn't really have a ton of guys uh, that I liked in the later rounds that, uh, that we talked about there. So why don't we move on to the guys that uh, you and I thought were going to be good that uh, just weren't. Yeah, this is. I, I've decided this is my favorite column. <laughs> like even with like you would think like calling out guys that are bust that everybody likes that actually busted would be like the most rewarding or right maybe even making fun of yourself about guys he said weren't going to be good that were good but no oh, I'm I think gonna have fun I found with that, but... as, as we've done this though I think my favorite column is the guys that I get excited about that yeah, weren't just, good because yeah. then I try to figure out what to learn from that but here here sure. we go day one I didn't have anybody so oh. go me there well you're ahead of me. Day two, I have several. Interior lineman, Will Hernandez, I loved him, man. Mm -hmm. Mike Gesicki, maybe he's got Mm -hmm. time to turn that around, but I still love Gesicki. Sure. Um, Josh Jackson, cornerback from Iowa, is extremely high on him, not Mm -hmm. doing much. Uh, A guy that the Bears took, and I told you I think it was off air, but I'm kind of fond of this trend, but the Bears take players that I like and then – they don't work, mm-hmm. and if they do work, they just let them walk. A.K.A. Right. Roquan Smith. Well, they didn't Anthony walk. Miller, wide receiver, I was extremely mm-hmm. high on him. Yeah. And then uh, Royce Freeman. Mm-hmm. I was fairly, I was really high on him as far as the third round pick goes. I mean, yeah. I, I loved it. So those are my day two guys. Day three guys: um, Deshaun Hamilton, wide receiver from Penn State. Uh, Deshaun Han, Dorrance Armstrong, mm-hmm. Maurice Hurst, Ger- Gerard Avery. I loved. All these guys, (laughs) and then you can—I guess you could add Nick Bodden to that list as well. Mm -hmm. But which one of those stands out for you, though? Uh, Well, dude, ironically, it's the first one here, Will Hernandez, because Mm -hmm. I—I had a first-round grade on him, Mm. and he Mm -hmm. went in the second round and busted. So I (laughs) I, I, uh, think I was just enamored with the strength that this guy had. Mm -hmm. He was just an absolute, absolute ox. Sure. And it just looked, he just looked the part of an interior mm-hmm. lineman. Looked like you drew him up in a lab. I still don't know how it didn't work. Well, my guess is but he had I, the body of an ox and the brain of an ox. Also, Dorrance Armstrong is a fourth round pick. Well, you know, here's a crazy one. The best mm. player on the entire list, but the whole world already knew it. Maurice Hurst was a first round talent, but he had the heart issue. So right. I, I guess I'd say Will Hernandez and Maurice Hurst because I had mm-hmm. first round grades on both of them. We knew that Hurst wasn't going to go in the first, mm-hmm. but. 
Yeah, that's unfortunate you get too. Because you know, get it, both I had first round grades on. Yeah, and he fits into that what if category. He's not. Com- I mean, you know, I, you can't say he's completely a bust, just in the sense that we talk about injuries not being the reason why guys bust in that way. Uh, that wasn't so much an injury as a health condition that was always going to be a problem. So it's one of those. It was he was totally worth the fifth round pick just to see if he could overcome it. But it's understandable that, that didn't work out for him. And he was on my list too because I was a huge fan of him as well. And again, I think everybody was. It's just it is what it is. So for my picks, uh, the people that I was high on that did not work out, well, let's start at number one, Baker Mayfield. I was a big Mayfield fan. I I realized that he was a little bit of a, you know, kind of gunslinger dude bro at times, but much less so than Johnny Menzel. Uh, But he just seemed like he was going to have that it factor that teams needed of, of just brash enough to be a leader, but also creative and also somebody fun to hang out with it seemed like he had the the fit and obviously uh he did for uh, some commercials and that's about it and there you go it just it just hasn't worked out for him he had one decent season with cleveland everybody thought he was going to be the savior of that franchise and it just it hasn't worked out and so now he's bouncing around different teams i think he's going to get a, a decent shot to start in tampa depending on how trash improves but Overall, yeah, sorry, Baker, this didn't happen. Uh, Taven Bryan was the other first-rounder that I thought was going to be great and hasn't really done hardly anything. Go to the second round, Darius Geis, liked him, running back, still trying to figure out what he's running from. Uh, James you know, Washington. You know what, Dan? Hmm? Let me jump in there real okay. quick. You are absolutely right. Hmm. I was a, I was a fan of Taven Bryan, too. Yeah. What what pick did he go? Was he like 29. 18 or something? Oh, he went later? Okay. Yeah. Which, again, I, you, you can sit back and say that maybe you feel slightly better about the fact that he went later. And, yeah, he is still playing in the league. He is still – he started games for Cleveland last year. Uh, but he's not – I'm sorry, for a first-round draft pick, you're not looking for a guy who's a, a borderline starter. You're looking for someone who's going to be a potential pro bowler. And it just hasn't happened for him. Um yeah, and then, so Darius Geis, another running back in the second round. That Again, second rounders, mid-second, late second round, you're not necessarily expecting them to be huge, but you're expecting them to contribute, and this hasn't really been the thing. Same with James Washington. Really liked him. Again, I got a huge uh, problem apparently for Oklahoma State players. I guess maybe I paid too much attention to him. But uh, Washington I thought was going to be a really nice field stretcher for Pittsburgh, and he hasn't really done hardly anything himself. Uh, Mason Cole thought he was going to be good. Whoops. <laughs> And that was a third-round pick, 97. So you can say, again, it's third-round pick, towards the end of the third round. What should you expect out of him? More than he's done, personally. <laughs> so that finish, finishes off that category for me after we talked about uh, Maurice Hurst already. So let's jump over to the other side, and let's talk about the guys we knew were going to bust that proved us right. Well, I guess I'm going to break your heart right at the top here, but mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. Rude. I remember like draft day, like one. This is literally one of the freshest memories of any draft day I have in my mind. But like when it was probably like four hours prior to the draft and it just came out that it was just announced Cleveland was taking Baker. I was like, is this the most delayed April Fool's joke ever? Like, what do we talk? Baker, no, I've told you this a million times. I'll admit it. Baker was a guy that I. I was rooting for him for some weird reason. I yeah, just never fun. fully believed it was going to work out, and it certainly mm-hmm. has not is the first overall pick. Well, that's true. That's But I'll true. also say this. I definitely didn't like Sam Darnold, and I really didn't like Josh Rosen because I thought he was a little arrogant mm-hmm. to my liking, and you yep. can't have that at quarterback. It just doesn't work unless no. you're Aaron Rodgers, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Sorry. And but, even then, uh, it kind of works. The rest of the guys that I called in the first re- first day, I guess, or first round, whatever you would call it, Calvin Ridley, uh, Terrell Edmonds, and Sony Michelle. 
Mm-hmm. Didn't like any and of those guys. And then the only other guy I have on the list was a day two guy, and it was Jerome Baker. See, and that's interesting because I think Calvin Ridley has a shot to move off this list, depending oh, yeah. on how things work out. All these guys do. They're all fairly young. Well, I mean, I think Josh Rosen, he's done. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Sonny Michel is one of those question marks of uh, he's been up and down. He's, he's flashed here and there. But, yeah, he's definitely not what you expect out of a first-round pick. But, again, I uh, agree with you on Michelle. I agree with you on Rose. And I agree with you on Darnold because, yeah, again, Sam's going to get kind of sort of a chance to maybe compete out there in San Francisco. But he's on his third team already. It's just it's not happening for him. Uh, and a guy that I had originally on my list, and then we looked him up and I had to remove him, uh, was Christian Kirk. I thought wasn't going to be uh, – was going to be – uh, I, I've had him on literally every part of this list. At one point, he, I had him on my my guy that I liked list, and then I had him on. A, well, he I thought he was going to bust list. I, I, here's what I figured out: I liked him, I didn't like him enough to make a, a decision, and I can't see a guy bust when he gets an eighty million dollar second contract. So he's yeah, got that I going had for him. him. I had him on the right column. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, so uh, let's look at guys that we didn't think were going to do anything that totally did. So, yeah, the, the guys I was wrong about here, I mean, it is debatable. I don't know. Either way, the wrong <laughs> columns are the ones I like the best. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if I like talking about the guys I was wrong about that I liked a lot or the guys I was just wrong, wrong about. But <laughs> uh, they're both fun. So right. day one, guys, let's be honest. Actually, all of them are day one except for one. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of top-tier players here I was wrong about. Oh, there Bradley go. Chubb. Mm-hmm. Did, didn't care for him. Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, yep, he's well, on that list too. So is Duran. Yep, so is the next guy, Duran Payne. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and actually, as we went and put these lists together, I realized I've been lying to everybody. So a little foreshadowing: there is an Alabama player coming up. There was a third Alabama player <laughs> pre twenty twenty three that I was a fan of. Alrighty then, that I forgot about. Whoops. But uh, the other guys: uh, Tremaine Edmonds and then Lamar Jackson. Yeah. See, and that's the and thing, then, man. We had, we had quarterback debates on this because one of the first people, so Denzel Ward I wasn't high on, obviously that was a miss, but then the other one was Josh Allen. We, we went back and forth a little bit, you and I, on uh, Lamar and, and Josh Allen being both of those guys being non-traditional styled quarterbacks to an extent in the sense that while Josh Allen didn't necessarily try to run like Lamar did, he still was a guy who would break and run and, and wasn't accurate or whatever. And so I thought that between the two of them, Lamar was going to be the one to, to break out. And technically speaking, for the first two years, I was right. And and now you're I right. I disagree. <laughs> I think Lamar, for the first two years, was be- you can look at it, was better than Josh Allen. Since then, Josh Allen's been better than Lamar. So, you know, hey, it's part of the fun. I, I think Lamar's definitely the second best quarterback in this draft class. But here was the thing with me. There's a drop-off. Between me, you, Brad, and Skyler all having different guys that we liked a lot. Felt like we planted our flag so strongly. It was basically it was I liked Josh Allen, Josh <laughs> Allen, and didn't like anybody else because of our debates. Sure, but I will say this: my number two quarterback was Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. but I didn't think any of them were going to work. And after that, it was basically I just flat out didn't like Donald Rosen or <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Right. So yeah, I think I had to say Baker was two for me as well, and then Allen was three because again, same thing like Donald and Rosen. There's just something about. I mean, Darnold was a guy that you thought maybe it could work for, but probably wouldn't. And Rosen, again, I got the same vibe. It's just like something about him, something about his his LA vibe just didn't didn't jive with me. So, oh well. So that mean that it, would I have had Lamar at three? Because I basically just stopped at two this year. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. the last guy on my wrong list was uh, Orlando Brown. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was wrong about Orlando Brown Jr. So I have a few more names than you do. But, yeah, Orlando Brown yeah. Jr. was a guy that uh, that you just thought was a, a large human. Who, he's too big. Yeah, well. I thought he was too big. Yeah. And he's he's moved relatively well, things considered. So it's good for him. He's certainly uh, making some money. So the other guys on my list, I didn't think Marcus Davenport was going to be that good. And that's obviously not that he's been a world beater. He's been a very solid piece, though, for, uh, for uh, the Saints and what they've been trying to do defensively and they need as much help as they can get over there and then there's three other players on uh, day two that I didn't think was gonna be I didn't think Nick Chubb was gonna pan out I thought he was another one of those running backs that was just gonna kind of oh I loved him yeah I just oh yeah he's your style of running back and this thing he's, he's I had not, I had him as RB2 there you go he's not somebody who's gonna you know blow the doors off you in the passing game but boy that guy just knows how to find holes so uh, him and then uh, in the third round Derek Nadi I didn't think he was gonna be Anything special? Figured he was just going to be this lump, you know, on the line. And then uh, this one's this one's an oops uh, at uh, the 86 pick. Mark Andrews, tight end, was like, thought he was going to be average at best, and uh, he has been more than average. <laughs> he was he was my tight end one. There you go. Yeah. So and again, that's uh, that's just another reminder that this was nope, this year two. for me. Oh, He's no, tight end two. Tight end I had two, to go okay. back and look at my list because my sure. tight end one was the guy that's probably a bust. Whoops. Good times. I had Gesicki and Andrews is what I got on my mm. rankings here. Yeah, you've been pounding uh, for Gesicki. Uh, put it this way, if you mm. were a GM, you would have traded for Gesicki by now. So Yes. Gotten a little I still low. would today. Right? Yeah. I nice still thing. think he's good. <laughs> well, hey, he's on a new team. We'll see if he can prove himself. All right, so let's jump to 2019. How do you want to start us off here with uh, players that you thought were going to blow up? Yeah, this is actually a pretty... It's an even bigger list than last time, but all right. <laughs> Day one, Nick Bosa, Devin Same. White. Mm-hmm. What's that? No, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson, Christian Wilkins, Brian Burns, and Dexter Lawrence. And there's one name you missed on there, and I'm surprised you didn't say him. I thought you were high on this guy, too. Ed Oliver, man. I have Ed Oliver on my list, but I was kind of putting him maybe I was the wrong Ooh. about him, Callum. Am Ooh. I wrong? Is he not a bus? He could obviously move yet. in any column on this, I feel like. But I don't think he's a bust yet. I mean, yeah, he hasn't necessarily put up, you know, amazing stats, but he's been solid for the time that he's been there. I mean, I'll take I'll take a W on him. Yeah, and again, it, part of it depends on how you, you expect a guy to perform in this position that he's in. Because, again, he's not a uh, – uh, he's an interior lineman, so he's not necessarily someone you're going to get a ton of sacks That's off fair. of. But I mean, he's that. had he's had 19 tackle for loss the last two years, and uh, I think it a bunch I think of it's just because I was so high on him. Yeah. I like, dude, I was extremely high. He was well, one of my top was, five favorite players in the draft. Right, you thought he was basically Aaron Donald 2.0. He's good. I like mm-hmm. him. All right, I'll go. Day We're still two. pulling for him though. Heck yeah, day two guys. Oh, one of the guys mm-hmm. that I. Wide receiver one in this class, and I've already said it on many episodes, with Debo Samuel. <laughs> yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. guy. That worked out. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, Taylor Rapp, D.K. Metcalf, Zach Allen, and mm-hmm. Bobby Okarike were all guys I had listed as my guys. There you go. For, for day two. Day three, um, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Matt Crosby, Foster Moreau. I was mm-hmm. curious what you might say on him being a 137th overall pick, getting some playing yeah. time. I didn't know he's stuck behind Waller, but still flashed right. at times. I wasn't really to call, ready to call him a bust yet. And he's, here's one that 
is probably going to be a bust. Mm-hmm. But he's he was a bust last year for sure yeah. with the Lions, but he started out really good. So I'm on the fence on him. But Amani Oyuarie, you know I loved him, mm-hmm. but he's a fifth round pick too. So right. I don't. He's not a bust. Know. You got to given given what you want to see out of a fifth round pick. He's not a bust. But again, the same thing goes. Is he gonna? step up to be anything more than a what could have been question mark sort of thing he's he's firmly in that middle category and potentially on bus watch i suppose but i think he's crazy thing go ahead i think he's still done enough at this point to where he could be you know something that mattered so i i do too i guess i'm just on the fence because i had a day two grade on him he's definitely not worth that no but um to finish out day three, Hunter Renfro, Charles Amenehu, Cole Holcomb, and my guy, Gardner Minshew. I don't think he's a bust for the 178th no. overall pick. No, and again, I love Gardner, too. We, you and I are both on, on the train for him, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the Colts taking either Levis or Richardson and him being able to play at least half a season because Gardner Minshew needs to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's just that much fun to have on the football field, so... Here's to hoping he can continue to get a shot at it. But, yeah, my guys for the, the for day three were Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro. So definitely on board with both of those two. But it's interesting you mentioned uh, one name, and I'm going to jump over there right now. So as we go on to the list of guys that we uh, thought were going to be good that, uh, that haven't been good, Foster Moreau is on my haven't been good list. So I think we got a little debate here. And I think he is very much firmly in that could go either way category because he's had, you know, about 30 catches the last two seasons, which isn't terrible, but – he also hasn't stepped up yet, but he's also a fourth-round pick. So he's somebody like if he has a couple more seasons at that thirty to forty to fifty catch, he's not a bust. But if he if his, he peaked at thirty catches in the last two years and, and starts trending downward again, I think he does a bust. Is that the is that the last? Are you got any more on that list? No, that was just the one that I wanted to, to transition with. Oh, okay. we, we had it differently. So go ahead and, and start us off with your list of guys that uh, you thought were going to be amazing that you would call a bust. And we might have some disagreements here. Yeah, and I mean, some of these guys could go either way. I mean, the top guy in the list, I mean, he definitely started out really, really good, and injuries derailed it, so I don't know if you want to call it a bust mm-hmm. or not. Plus, there's still time, but I have Devin Bush. Yep, Devin Bush is there for me, too. And again, part of it, when we talk about injuries not being the reason, uh, but again, he he's one of those guys where you could say the jury's still out because if he comes back and plays well, but Devin Bush was such a um, an athletic player that I'm concerned, even though he does have good you know, good angles to the ball, et cetera, some instincts, I'm concerned that not having the athleticism is really going to sap his you know, career. Yeah, I, I don't disagree at all. I mean, my main reason he's on this list, whether it's injuries or not, he was a top 10 pick, man. Sure. So yeah. top 10 pick, you got to do a lot, otherwise you're going to be in the other column. There you go. Uh, the only other two guys on day one um, were in Keel Harry and uh, Jonathan Abram. Mm-hmm. So slide over to day two here, and wow, there was a guy that at times even I had, I still liked him a lot, but sure. at times, like, you know, things change throughout the draft season, but right. me and the rest of the world had this guy as a top 10 pick. Okay. Uh, but Greedy Williams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I still liked him. I didn't have sure. first round grade on him anymore, but I still liked him a lot. But uh, Paris Campbell, Andy Isabella, mm, Chase Andy. Sternberger, uh, Chase Winovich, Winovich, and Will Harris. Yeah, Isabella and Winovich were both on my list. Uh, one other player that uh, was on a day two pick for me that I really liked, partially because of my CMU connection. You can say whether or not you think he's a bust or not, but Sean Murphy Bunting, he's kind of on bust watch. For I don't me. think. It, no, he started a lot of football games for yeah, the Bucs and he even went to a Super Bowl. 
well, yeah, considering okay, where he was drafted. Oh, I'd take Bowls. him all day. Well, right, but a lot of guys go to Super Bowls. It doesn't mean that they're, you know. But at times, he looked like, trust me, I watched the Bucks games intensely, and everybody talked about, I mean, Anton Winfield's the best DB they have, and his True. name, we'll talk about him later, but a lot of people are talking about Carlton Davis and Jamil Dean being the mm-hmm. best corners on the team, and at times I thought Sean Murphy Bunting looked better than both of those well, the guys. the problem is he's had a very strong downward trend the last two years. So that's why he's at least sure. on bus watch. So we're going to see how the rest of his career plays out. If he can turn around, great. If not, I'm sorry, dude. I think he still goes in the bus list. All right. Day, th- day three guys I was wrong about. Real quick, got to mm-hmm. get through these. Yep. Uh, Monty Herc, a hooker. Uh, ben Burkirvin, Blake Cashman, Corey Ballantyne, and Derwin Gray. There you go. I don't remember most of those now, names. Which, which one of those stands out to you out of those? Some of these guys were sixth and seventh round right. picks, but shoot, dang. Which one stands out the most out of all mm-hmm. of those? Out of the out of the fourth or out of the day three guys. Um probably probably Imani Hooker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I liked him a fair amount and I thought he would go on, on day two. Mm-hmm. And he almost did. I mean, he's a fourth round guy, one sixteen, so he's very close. But I would mm-hmm. he probably stands out the most just because I had had the strongest <laughs> feelings about him being a sure. solid player. Yeah, makes the life interesting. Because, I mean, right. Ben Burke Irvin was just an undersized, not very athletic linebacker who produced a lot on the field. Blake sure. Cashman was – he produced on the field, but he was extremely athletic. Ballantyne was just a small school guy that, you know, did well in small school, and you're always mm-hmm. kind of nervous if he could do it anywhere else. He couldn't. <laughs> and Derwin Gray was actually a, a, a tackle for Maryland I like quite a bit. I thought he would go mm-hmm. earlier in the seventh, but, I mean – he was a project tackle at that. Right. Hooker was a guy I thought – he was the only guy on this list for day three that I thought could come in and maybe be a starter somewhere. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I feel like we almost need to have two different categories of our guys now. It's like our guys that we, uh, you know, we're pounding the table for in, like in the, the top end of the draft. And development pieces. Right, and then there's the, the, the other the other patch of our guys that were like, boy, it'll be fun if this guy works out. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, on the flip side, uh, boy, it'll be fun if these guys don't work out. So who'd you pick uh, at the top of your list of busts and, and how those work out for you? Uh, Cleveland Farrell. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting because I don't know if it's even fair to say that I called him as a bust because he was a guy that I didn't have a strong take on. I was like, he could be all right. I'm not mm-hmm. pounding the table for him at all. Right. We'll see. But then the Raiders took him at four, and I instantly like <laughs> lost my mind. I was like, yep. what are they doing? That is a terrible pick. So mm-hmm. I, you, this one's a 50-50, I called it, because I was somewhat sure. okay with the guy, but I was 100% out on him. Well, I think both of us four. would have been okay with him at like you know the fourth pick of the second round, maybe, and still wouldn't necessarily have worked. Even out late because... first, I would have been fine. Right, I think he'd still be a bust. Though I mean, he's a super bust at yeah. four, but you know, there you go. Yeah. All right, next, uh, Jonah Williams, mm-hmm. Bama, go figure. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, mm. Marquise right, Hollywood cool. Brown, mm-hmm. and that's interesting. I mean, he looked like he wasn't going to be a bust. Now I think he's trending towards a bust. So. Well, it's funny that a guy in his position could be drafted where he was drafted and then traded for a first-rounder. And, you know, it's like, so I guess the nice thing is he held his value for a little bit, but he didn't hold it because he was producing. He held it because he might produce. Right. Then the only other two guys are both day two picks, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside, and Justin Lane. Okay, well, I'm going to throw uh, two more at you. One I had in Keel Harry on, on this list because I just didn't think he was going to be any good. Uh, Andre Dillard, I don't think, has lived up to you know where he should be. 
as a, as a lineman. I wasn't really a huge fan of him. And here's a guy that I thought, partially because of where he got taken, was not going to be a great player. And I don't know what your thought is on Jelani Tavai. Do you want me to lose my mind? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. New, I remember okay, so how upset I, you were I about intentionally, that thing. I intentionally left his name off from this entire list because I didn't want to relive it. <laughs> didn't even want to talk about it. Uh-huh. But, yes, as far as draft day moments, my biggest meltdown in history has been Eric Ebron, but my mm-hmm. second biggest meltdown was Jelani Tavai. He was, what, a fifth-round pick for you? I wouldn't have touched him. He's like the reverse anyway. Rodrigo? Yeah. <laughs> Put it this way. I, to do that. I, I did literally pause the draft on TV, and mm-hmm. I had to go for a run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I went and jogged around. We were in Mount Pleasant at the apartment complex there where mm-hmm. Brad was at, and I had to go jog around and just get it out of my system <laughs> and come back. I think the only reason why I wasn't that mad was because I was too busy laughing at you, but I also thought it was a terrible pick. So, oh well, that, those guys aren't there anymore. So that's encouraging. And then All when right. I came back, I paced around the apartment and still pouted on his couch for quite a while. <laughs> you did. It was great. All right. So day three picks. Day three or oh no, I that, I didn't have any day three picks for bust there. I'm onto the column that uh, guys I thought were going to be bust that I was wrong about, sir. Okay, go for it. Uh, this is a this is a rough list, and I guess one's kind of <laughs> up for debate. Mm-hmm. But Kyler Murray, and who knows? Sure. Maybe I was right. Maybe he never rebounds from the knee injury. Right, so he could definitely end up in the uh, in the bus column mm-hmm. that I was right about. Quinn so Williams, far, yeah, Quinn Williams, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary. Yeah, and I think Daniel Jones is one of those that because he's got the contract now, and because he had a decent last year. Yeah, he he isn't a bust, but he's another player that. He, him and Tyler are both in the same boat where they could easily go either way. Even though, yeah, Jones especially had considering Kyler's the number one overall pick, Daniel Jones the number six overall pick. So right, I'll exactly. say I was wrong for now. But right, the jury's still out. Yeah, there's definitely time. And I agree with you, number Sean Gary. Both of us loved his potential, but didn't think he was ever going to put it together. And unfortunately, he has to to an extent. It's been with Green Bay. So the only thing I'm looking forward to is um, him going somewhere else on his next contract. Uh, the only other guy that I've got is a day two pick, and I wasn't that high on DK Metcalf. I thought he looked like some sort oh. of superhuman that would just run in a straight line, and that was it. But boy, has he proved me wrong, and I'm happy about it because I like the guy. I just didn't think he was going to pan out. Between him and AJ, I thought AJ was going to be the better wide receiver, and I think AJ is a better wide receiver, but DK's had a very solid career. Well, all fairness, I did have AJ above DK in my rankings too, but I loved them both. But right. they both were go. terrible compared to Debo Samuel in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked them both. I liked all those guys, but Debo mm-hmm. was my guy. All right, who else you got for uh, your your uh, second rounder uh, day three picks for the the bus? That's, that's it. That's it. I didn't okay. have anybody else. I'm on to beer time. If you are, well, let's go, son. All right. So this little halftime break here. So I'm going to just talk about the most recent time because we went back to Founders again because that house of yours that needed work needed more work. (laughs) So I made my way back over to Grand Rapids, but uh, we did the lunch thing at Founders again. I did did another flight. So one of the four on the flight, I I just couldn't help myself. I had to do that Marvel roast thing again, and gosh, that one's good. You can listen to one of the Mm -hmm. other episodes if you want the full take on that. (laughs) But I did try three new ones. Maybe. It'll come up again someday. I got three right. bottles in my fridge here that I bought on deck <laughs> just to have it another day. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
So there are three new founders that I tried while I was there. I'm going to go from worst to first on this, okay? Mm-hmm. I somewhat let you t- talk me into this Jambassador thing. Uh, yeah. Holy moly, this was just it was bad. <laughs> I Whoops. looking back, I, I feel like I'm relapsing on how terrible it was, and now I'm looking at the grade that I gave it a two point two five out of five. I might even have been generous, but yikes! It, it's a it's a cider like fruit thing. I don't I don't know what you want to call that style. I forget what they said on their menu there, but. It was, oh man, the the ginger note is what got me because I was like, I, I like ginger. I can get on board with, <coughs> excuse me, on board with that. Mm-hmm. But like after that, like there wasn't even much ginger in it, but I don't know, Dan, it just had this weird sour, like at the aftertaste, once you swallowed, it was mm-hmm. so bad. But it, well, and I only gave it one sip because after that I just shot it like a shot. So mm-hmm. After that it was gone. Not a fan of that one. Uh, then the other one I had was a mischief maker, and I believe this was like a, a red, uh, like a red ale yeah. of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was actually it was quite enjoyable. I think it just threw me off. Um, that it, it, it's almost like the wrong time of the year to have it. Mm-hmm. Like when I think of reds, I guess I you know I do think of Irish reds around like March, which is when they come out. Right. But I only think about it because that's when they come out. But to me, the <laughs> flavor profile, like it's more of like a, a, a fall type thing where mm-hmm. I start getting in that vibe. It like transitions me from like summer IPAs into into like the porters and the stouts. That's how I, kind of right. how I feel about reds. But it uh, didn't pack much, much of a punch. Very low ABV, but solid beer. I, I didn't mm-hmm. mind it at all. The, the crazy thing was is it was this red beer that was like, woody and dark notes and whatnot but like it had this weird lemon Mm -hmm. like there's this weird sour tart citrusy like thing that was hidden in there that i was just kept intriguing me Mm -hmm. Uh, but the last one was the uh double barrel double (laughs) so this one was hilarious i did not expect to like this one because it's a belgium right and for any of you listen i I tend not to like those all that Mm -hmm. much but I tasted it and I was like, wow, this is really good, but I might have already had enough of it because the flavor <laughs> profile was so strong. And then mm-hmm. I had you taste it and you felt the same way. Right. But what surprised the heck out of me is as I drank this thing, it d- got less strong mm-hmm. and more and more enjoyable as I went. It was the opposite of anything else I've ever said when you have that <laughs> full on flavor where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm ready for something new like this and a small dose is good. A full pint of it might be like my max. I would have bought a whole pint of this after, by the time I got done with this little sampler size. Sure. Well, it was really good. Nice. I enjoyed the heck out of it. <laughs> well, I had and it a... was uh, So real quick, I'll say this, though, the double barrel part. So it was whiskey barreled and rum barreled. Right. And you could definitely taste both in there. The mm-hmm. rum was stronger than the whiskey. Certainly I think the threw me, it, it shocked my palate from the <laughs> beginning because I'm not much of a rum guy. But then mm-hmm. I kind of adjusted and... I think that's what happened. I was. You okay keep with saying it. that, and yet you keep liking things that are rum based. Hey, so you know, I'm gonna buy a bottle of rum. See what happens. Hey, yo, I like where this is going. Uh, so I had a couple that I tried at Founders as well uh, that you didn't try. One was a sweet repute, and that was not sweet at all. Actually, I think it was. Oh, too I sweet. did try Point it. Is, you made you me try it, it again. Oh, well, yeah. You tasted it, and you literally had to drink another beer to try to get the taste out of your mouth. You made the face that Tim Allen makes in the Santa Claus when he drinks the soy milk after he becomes Santa Claus. 
Like it was just yeah, as dude, my, like, gosh, like so my teeth chattered, my tongue clacked, yeah. like there mm-hmm. was weird noises coming out, and I had like a body shiver. It was worth it. Like, it was very much worth it. I don't remember I how felt, much that was, I, but it was great. I tasted, your esophagus can't taste anything, but I tasted <laughs> that all the way down to my stomach, and it was rough. I believe you. Yeah, and so that one was great. Like I said, it wasn't a great beer for either of us, but boy, was it fun to watch your reaction. And then the other one that I had was the Four Giants and the Haze of Destiny, which uh, is one of their their uh, IPAs that they play around with, their Imperial IPAs. And it was it was all right. It was like they tried to go the hazy Imperial route, and it was pretty solid, all things considered. But uh, definitely not their best, but certainly not too bad either. So the other brewery that I want to talk about, though, is, uh, again, JP, like I told you, I'm down in Orlando for uh, an event, and I drove down to Orlando because Dad lives outside of Tampa. We'll talk about some breweries over that way next time. Uh, but it also meant that uh, I decided to pop off here and there when I could to try to find places, and I'll do the same thing on the way back up as I head back up to Michigan. But one of the breweries that I stopped off at uh, because I was looking for a spot around Atlanta, and it was a Monday, and a lot of breweries are closed on Mondays, especially with uh, all the issues with you know getting staff and stuff like that. So go out and help out your breweries and work on Monday, people. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's Scofflaw. It could be Scofflaw, but I think it's Scofflaw Brewing uh, outside of Tampa, or outside of Tampa, outside of Atlanta. And uh, I got in there, and those people are awesome. Like, it was a pretty chill day, but uh, a woman behind the bar was super helpful, kind of walked me through and talked me through things. And uh, we have got several beers from them to try, so I think uh, you're going to enjoy a few of those once we get a chance to crack those open when I get back up there. But the one that I did have when I was there and we were talking about things was an American IPA that very much fit the bills of an American IPA. It was a 5.8 or so. It's very much one that you can just sit there and drink and drink and drink if you want to. And I think you'll appreciate the name on this one. It's F, uh, pound sign, dollar sign, at sign, cancer. So basically F cancer, which I very much yeah, appreciated. I, I dig that. Yeah, and uh, I do believe a proceed of that goes, some of the proceeds do go to uh, to help cancer research. So very much on board with that. Have a drink, help out, and uh, definitely if you are in the Atlanta area, you got to stop by Scoffle. It's a cool-looking spot, and the people are awesome. Beer, solid. So we'll try out the rest of the stuff and let you know what that's like and uh, hopefully get some of them on to talk about it at some point in the near future all right let's jump over to our last year man we have been going through 12 seasons worth of our guys and busts we got one more let's rock it out not gonna lie dan i got the most names on this so i'll try to Ah, go quick for the sake of time but i did say like as as drafts go on i nerd out more and more every year so it just keeps getting (laughs) bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger This this is why we're doing them one year at a time going forward yes because it's going to be, especially since we started the podcast. <laughs> Probably gonna be multiple gonna, episodes. <laughs> yeah, it might be a, a whole week episode. Yikes. All right, day one, guys, that I liked, and mm-hmm. I don't think any of them were bust yet. Sure. <laughs> the jury's definitely out on the 2020 guys. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert. Go look at me liking quarterbacks for like the first <laughs> time ever. Isn't that weird? Well, uh, Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons, mm-hmm. Tristan mm-hmm. Wirfs. AJ Terrell, CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, Patrick Queen. Those are all my first round guys, but I'll say this. So half I like Justin. Gotcha. I like Justin Jefferson. Did not right. think he was going to be as good as he is. Sure. So sure. I yeah. don't want to take full credit on that one. I liked him, had a first <laughs> round grade on him. It's like, yeah, I feel good about that, but right. didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. But you talk about half the first round. It seemed like the second round was my round here. Okay. And some of these guys might be up for debate. We'll see. I got 
I probably like it literally half the first or second round. I liked the, everything mm-hmm. that happened there. T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., DeAndre Swift, Kyle Duggar, Yuri Gross Matos, Jonathan Taylor, Cole Komet, Anton Winfield Jr., who I had a first round grade on, mm-hmm. so I'm a little salty there. Uh, <laughs> Chase Claypool, maybe the jury's out there. Jalen right. Johnson, Trevon Diggs, there's that other Bama guy I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Van Jefferson, maybe jury out there. Josh Uche, A.J. Dillon, Willie Gay, maybe jury out there too. Jeremy Chin, Logan Wilson, Antonio Gibson, and Jonah Jackson. But Anybody the last else? three were third round. The last three were third oh, round, okay. guys. <laughs> that was all day two. Those Keep were rolling. all day two, guys. I liked all those guys. And then yeah. day three, apparently, apparently all my guys just went on day two. I only have four day three guys. Tyler Biadesh. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who, my goodness, I was getting so – I had a day two grade on this guy, and he went in the sixth round. And right. Still very frustrated about how late he went. And right, but for a sixth better rounder. better than what they're even allowing him to be. Right. He's Hopefully definitely – for a sixth rounder, he's he's not – he's never yeah. going to be considered a bust. Uh, John Runyon and Josh Metellus. So if you didn't notice, not mm-hmm. only are all four of the day three guys Big Ten players, but three of them were Michigan players. Whoops, a little bias <laughs> going on there or what? <laughs> Well, this time it worked out for you. So, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of similar names. You covered a bunch of them. Um, one of the ones that I'm going to debate with you here in a minute, but Chase Young, I liked him even though he's a Buckeye. I really thought that he was going to be another solid. He wasn't quite the level of the Bosa's, but I thought that he was just a, a notch below them. Obviously, you continue to hear me talk about Isaiah Simmons, so I just had to give him a little more love in there too. Uh, but, again, Jonathan Taylor, Cole Kmet, um, Jalen Hurts, and Jeremy Chin were two other ones in the, the second round that I was pretty high on. And Hurts is a guy that I definitely have been uh, high on uh, more so than – especially where I knew he was going to get drafted than some of the other quarterbacks in this draft. And then uh, Jeremy Chin was just somebody that I, I thought was going to be a, a solid safety, and so far that's been the case. Logan Wilson in the third round. And then uh, Tyler, like you talked about. How do you say his last name from uh, – Biadesh. Biadesh, yeah. So – Tyler Bedish, we both liked him. So yeah, those are those are all players that uh, that I think. And you turned me on to Logan Wilson, dude, because you know you and your linebacker uh, love. So. That was that was one of my like that was like my guy for like mm-hmm. later round picks that I was just pounding the table for. <laughs> yeah. So again, hey, look, we're we're definitely uh, of a similar mindset on several of those. Although the one that I would say is on bust watch. And uh, don't hate on me, but as a Detroit Lions fan, even still, DeAndre oh, Swift agree. is. He's he could go either way, hundred percent. I agree. The only reason he's in the right columns because he was a day two pick. Sure. There if he go. were day one, he'd be in the bus. You and your you and your you know, just measured expectations for the two different the different rounds. Did you have a huge fall off between first round and everybody else? What you expect out of players? Yes. There you go. All right. Yes, if you go in the first round, I expect you to like be a full time starter. Sure. Well, this is where it gets fun because we have at least one name that we disagree on as far as bust or not. So go ahead and get to your guys that uh, you thought would pan out that did not. Uh, Chase Young. Jury's still out, but as the number two overall pick, I mean, I was super high on him, like I said. I mean, for me, ranking edge rushers that I've seen, we might have these aren't set in stone, but Miles Garrett's probably at the top, and then probably Hutchinson, the Bosa brothers, and then Chase Young. Mm -hmm. So... So again, we'll see. As long as Hutchinson young, and the Bosa brothers are like in the same tier, those right, three. Yeah, but agreed. Miles Garrett's in a tier of his own, and then I had Chase Young right there. Mm-hmm. So and again, I find that's what I find interesting uh, is that I had him on my list of guys that's you know, that I think have panned out so far, and you don't. And I think it's because you're treating number two his injury overall pick. As, 
Well, yeah, but you're also treating his injury as this is going to be him for the rest of his career, whereas I'm treating it as a blip and he's going to get better. So we'll see what happens. He could, he could change. I hope he does, considering right. how high I was on him, even though he is a Buckeye. I was sure. super high on him. Were you high on Buckeye? Buckeye? I was. He's next. Jeff Okuda. We can both agree on what just happened, I think the uh, trade for the fifth-round pick just solidified the bust. But he could yep. maybe he's a rock star there. Uh, he could in, be. In, in Atlanta. I mean, who knows? But when you get traded for a fifth-round pick after two seasons, uh, three seasons, you're you're not a you're not a positive trend. Right. The, the last three guys that were first-round grades for me were Javon Kinlaw, C.J. Henderson, and Cesar Ruiz. And it's Ruiz, maybe. Mm-hmm. You could say he doesn't belong over here, but I don't know. He's he, We'll see. So there's one Dave, more name from uh, the first round that I have on my bus list that you have on your you know positive player list, and I think that this is another one where it could go either way, and that's Tua. Freaking loved Tua coming out. Mm. But so far, he he has his one good season. This past year was his one good season. So if he trends upward, and again, he's only 24. I want him to trend upward. I will be very happy when he, you know, comes up and is like, you know, top five MVP or something this year, right? But uh, he's he's yet to get there. So for right now, I got him kind of on a bust watch, if you will. We'll see what happens. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I think he's going to end up in the bust column. I hope no, I'm wrong. Well, but no, I, I that's think not going to make me feel head, better. The head injuries, I think, are, yeah. I don't know. I expect him injuries maybe not ideal. make him a bust. We'll see, though. Right. Uh, day two picks, LaVishka Chenault, Grant Delpit, Lloyd Cushenberry, Tanner Muse, who actually just got signed by somebody while we were doing the show. There you go. Pittsburgh, uh, and Adam Troutman. Those are my day two guys that I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Day three guys, I had a lot of day three guys that I liked that didn't work this year. Here we go. Right. John Simpson, Harrison Bryant, Ben Bartz, Jacob Eason, Ben Bredesen, Bradley and I. And if mm. you, I know you're going to ask me which one stands out the most. It's probably Bradley and I. Gotcha. Uh, Prince Tega, Juan Ojo, uh, mm. Khalil Davis, and Kenny Willikas. Uh, Khalil Davis is in there. It's either Bradley and I or Khalil Davis that stand out mm. the most for me because I liked both those guys. And Khalil Davis, uh, uh, shit. I mean, shoot. What's his brother? He had the twin brother, Davis, too. It started with a C. I don't know if it was like Carlton or Carl Davis. I was I was Carlton, fairly I think, yeah. high. I was fairly high on him, too. But Khalil Davis, whew, I liked him a lot. <laughs> Love for the Davis family. Sorry it hasn't worked out, guys. All right. I honestly looked through and, dude, this was a year that I, the, so far, the guys that I felt good about have done well. And I ha- honestly can't say there's a ton of guys that I felt good about that haven't, but that's uh, part of the fun with, with this early on in the process, even through three seasons. So I'm going to hop over to the other side of the aisle for you and have you start off with the players that you knew were going to bust. All right. Again, the jury's still out, but, you know, if you feel strongly that I disagree strongly with me, then hey, let me know. Sure. Day one, guys. I've got several. It's almost back half of day one for me. Mackay Becton, Henry Ruggs, Mm. Jerry Judy, Austin Jackson, Clavon Chason, Noah Igbenogany, Jeff Gladney, and uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. See, I didn't put Hilaire on uh, only because I don't think I had uh, an incredibly strong opinion on him. But, yeah, he's definitely a player that has not done what he's supposed to do. I am going to debate you on Jerry Judy, though, because he just came off a 67-catch, almost 1,000-yard season. So I don't think he can be in the bus category. 
That's fair. Plus, there's Plus a lot of time would... left. I think he well, still yeah. has time to end up there, but for now, sure. I, I could, I could, I'd be fine with moving him over. And I was wrong about him. Well, again, I'm not. I'm not. That's actually where I have him because I, I do. I have him in the I was wrong category. We'll get there in a minute. But uh, I agree with you on Austin Jackson. I uh, agree with you on Chason and uh, Igby. But I'm also going to throw Damon Arnett in there. Was a guy that uh, I didn't think was going to do a whole lot. And then I'm, I've got him on my bust list because he hasn't done anything yet, and it's not his fault. But it is what it is. As Jordan Love. I mean, I didn't feel good about him yeah, to begin with. I, I didn't feel good with him at all, but he, uh, he hasn't really started yet, so I, I just left him off the list intentionally. But he would right, be a sure. guy that I thought was going to be a bust. Right. I have him on the list because I just want to pick on the Packers, and I'm hoping that it completely yeah, – I'm good with this. The Green Bay Packers, and again, for those of you that uh, that are you know not over the age of 40, you probably only remember Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as the quarterbacks of the Packers. So they've had, you know, 25, 30 years of good quarterbacking to, to sit on. Now, before that, there was between the Super Bowls and Brett Favre was a wasteland for Packers. And I would like a return to said wasteland. Looking forward to it. Jordan Love, do me a solid and tank it so the Packers can be terrible for a while. Not tank it too much because they can't be bad enough to get a good quarterback next year. But put him in like the 10 range. Help me out here, Jordan. Let's see what happens. All right. Who else you got? That is it for that that bus list. So now I'm on to the guys that uh, – or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I only did the day one. My yeah. bad. Keep going. I don't have any day three guys. So here are the day two guys. I got three names for you. Marlon Davidson, Zach Bond, and Cam Dantzler. Well, there you go then. Yeah, Cam Dantzler's a guy. People were floating his first round pick at one point. Yeah, I was completely out. At least he ended up going to the 89th spot. But Right. Um, yeah, that's all I have for the bus that I was right about. Should I go to the bus I was wrong about? Yeah, I got some embarrassing ones here. Go ahead. Well, I went ahead and slid Jerry Judy over there based on mm-hmm. our conversation. So, skipping Judy. Uh, for day one, Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Wills, and Jordan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Look at me missing out on a linebacker. Yeah, finally. I felt the same way about Jordan Brooks. He's on my list, too. Uh, and then day two picks, I don't have any day three, but uh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Epinesa. And, man, A.J. Epinesa stands out. I had a first-round grade <laughs> on him. I love that guy. Sure. Yeah, and I know you weren't a huge fan on uh, on Hurts. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that Epinesa is a guy. Now, Epinesa, sorry, you're in the wrong category then because Epinesa has not panned out. These are the guys that you thought were going to bust but did pan out. Oh, I just put them in the wrong column. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Vanessa, we can both agree, uh, could have been good and hasn't been good. Um, the only other names that I want to add to that list, though, who, who we talked about there, is I got two first-rounders. One was Joe Burrow. Thought Burrow was a one-round, one-year flash uh-huh. in the pan really? in, in LSU. Yeah, I really did not think he was going to be the guy he is, and I'm very happy he is because he seems like a fun dude. I, I would have a beer with Joe Burrow. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and then uh, the other one was uh, A.J. Terrell. Didn't, didn't see that oh. coming. Loved him. Yep, that's an oops. <laughs> I will accept that one and move on. But cool. Anybody else you want to talk about from 2020? Are there anybody? Is there any names left? <laughs> Certainly not from the first couple of rounds. Well, cool. Hey, so that gets us all the way up from 2009 through 2020, 12 years of us looking at players that we liked, that we didn't like, that we were right about, that we were completely wrong about. Any other things you want to talk about wrapping all of these years up before we uh, we move on and move on to bigger and better things that are a little more recent? Uh, just a fair warning that the lists are going to get bigger and <laughs> the jury's still out on so basically a lot of the names we talked about today. So to Definitely. be determined. 
Yeah, and we, we, we will revisit some of these in the future as we uh, we come across, not just as we go year by year going forward, but also we're going to revisit some of these guys as we're like, hey, remember that guy we said was going to be a bust? Didn't happen, and vice versa. Well, hey, we'll catch you up. Uh, again, we'll do this every year as we go forward, but look forward to more stuff about the 2023 draft next time with Draft Draft.